Liam Negan. What's up, what's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Vale. Tonight, I'm joined by Richard Bailey Jr. What's up, listeners and viewers? And Carlos Romero. What's up, man? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? All right, man. This is it. Uh, Before we go into it, thanks again for everybody who subscribes, who tunes in on Spotify, iTunes, on YouTube, and just showing love for Walking Dead. Not even just the show, whatever. Some a lot of people we we can see the numbers. A lot of people listen, not making comments stuff, and that's cool. You know, you don't have to comment. You can keep yourself, you know, your views to yourself if you don't want to make it public. But occasionally, somebody hit me up on Twitter. I'm like, I got some issues. I'm so you know what? Other people have the same issues so might as well put it in the comment section especially on youtube so if you have anything to say because it appears people do have things to say then just post it and real quick before we go into this uh, review discussion over uh season 10 episode 20 splinter uh, one of the main concerns and issues that, that i've heard from people is that this feels like those webisodes that they used to do for fear the walking dead and stuff on the website so that it doesn't really feel like walking dead proper episodes and i get it it really doesn't they're really focusing on individual characters and telling little side stories this is which is exactly what those uh, webisodes were they were just little side stories so uh i get it and uh even when uh, when they did advertise this, they said this is going to be more backstory stuff. We're just trying to fill in the gaps when it comes to just uh, just storytelling overall, because there was only so much that they can do because of COVID. And uh, we got to appreciate it for what it is. And hey, it's Walking Dead content. Because if they said, hey, you could either get this or nothing at all, and just wait until we bring everything back full time. I- I'll take this. I'll take this because it's not. It's not just filler. It, last episode was really entertaining, with, especially with the, the surprise twist. This one was entertaining in its own way. So, uh, I mean, before I jump into it, you guys have anything you want to say about uh, the general thoughts and, and the ideas of what's going on with these six episodes? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with the people that said that it does feel like the webisodes... Uh, but obviously, you know, they had to make certain changes based on the current uh, economic situations. Um, so, I mean, it, again, you know, it's like it does help to get more story, more backstory on other characters or to see characters who you've never seen interact before in their own episode, like last week's episode, which was actually a really good episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh I mean, I, I, they had to get creative with how they created the show. So I, I don't have a problem with that. But, uh, I mean, and again, people have to remember the real Walking Dead is coming back this summer. So we're going to see season 11 starting in the next couple of months. So uh, don't worry. Things will get back to normal, some kind of normal soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's it definitely kind of seems that way where it's it's like, the bigger story of the walking dead is still ahead of us. And this is just a sort of placeholder of, you know, certain stories to flesh out some characters. Um, Cause everyone's, I mean, everyone's got to work, but not everyone can work together. So they have to do these, you know, separate small groups, things yeah. where yeah, yeah. small groups. Yeah. You know, you know, princess was only seen with, 
what two people three people in the whole show yeah mm-hmm. um so it's 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 gonna it's gonna pro- it's been progressing like that this whole season the daryl and carol um kind of uh show mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then, and then uh you know the uh, was it aaron it was aaron yeah. and uh gabriel. father gabriel. gabriel father gabriel yeah yeah, yeah. And they then, have it, they're all doing their own little side quests and they're just you know progressing through their their little adventures and I guess they're all going to come to head at some point and I'm guessing that's going to be the latter half of this uh, season finale. All right. Yeah. In fact, let's jump into it because I was surprised. I was really surprised because we did see a tease of this group of with uh uh Yumiko, that's her name, right? Yumiko. Yeah, Yumiko. Yumiko and Ezekiel and Princess and Eugene. We saw a little tease within the uh, uh, last episode, the opening of last episode, but they didn't. They never mentioned it. They never went back to it. But here it is. This this episode started the same way, and it actually went into it because this this group, this part of the story, is very much the key overlap, the, the key overall storyline for The Walking Dead with the whole commonwealth and and this is it this is going to lead into the final season and this is the end game this story this road right here so i was really surprised because as i mentioned in the last episode i didn't think we were going to see these uh this group at all i was like no not in these six episodes i didn't see it happening but they did they did in their own little way for a reason as we're going to get into now so if you recall from what we saw with that mid-season break with the four that I had just mentioned, they were captured by the Commonwealth, which, Rich, you mentioned that they look like stormtroopers. You're like, oh, I didn't know Kirkman was a Star Wars fan. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and I get it. I mean, they it looks like they're wearing... They're, a lot of it reminds me of Master Chief. It's the whole motocross look. You know, you got the chest piece and the, the mask mm-hmm. and the headdress and all that stuff. So I'm like, I get it. But yeah, the coloring and stuff, it, it has that vibe. So it, it starts off, it continues off from that point, if you recall, where they get captured, they're surrounded, they're at the meeting point for where Eugene and the woman that he was talking to, she had said, hey, meet me at the train yard, this is where they were going to be at. And so, boom, we see from the perspective of Princess, she's on the ground, she's muffled, she can't really tell what's going on because they slammed her. Yumiko looks like she's getting roughed up. Why are they roughing her up that way? I don't understand. Because uh, if anybody, you would think it would be Ezekiel. You know, you would be like, oh, look at Ezekiel, big guy with dreads and stuff. But then again, he had some health issues, so I don't think he would have really fought back. But we didn't see too much yet. We definitely just saw uh, the, the Commonwealth soldiers just being very aggressive. All right, cuts off real quick. They go, it gets back into it, and we see that Princess is in one of the the cargo. Uh, oh, what's the wording for it? Because it's, 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 it's the train, but they're like the yeah. cargo. Train carts. Yeah, I guess they're like train like carts, right? Because it was... It was yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a cargo train cart. The, the ones that you would normally see back in the day with like the hobos, you know, singing songs as it's going around, you know, <laughs> through the window. I, when I every time I see an empty one like that, I think of um, Big uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he's mm. sitting on the edge of it and he's singing the movie, right? Yeah. around the mountain, he just gets fed up with the hobo and he jumps. <laughs> so it's like that. So there, she's in one of those and she's by herself and she's banging around the side. She's screaming, trying to figure out what's going on. And Yumiko is in the car right next to her, I guess, or you could say in front of her in the next car. And she's trying to uh, peel off the wood, try to get in, and that's where she gets the splinter, and that's the, the title for it. 
Um, I don't know if, if you guys noticed. I didn't see Yumiko. I heard her voice. Did you see her? Like, it, it, well, I don't it, remember seeing her. No, they, right? They, they showed her briefly when she got knocked to the ground uh, yeah, yeah, earlier in the episode. Yeah, that's, but, then, but that's that was yeah, it. Yeah. And the reason why I bring that up, because in my mind, later on in the episode, it, it, I'll bring it up when we get to it. But then hopefully, people, if you're listening, you watch the episode. Because it's all spoilers. This is also we watched it. We're gonna get into it. So this isn't just like a rundown. We're, we're gonna spoil a lot of stuff, and I'm gonna bring <laughs> up why I am asking if you guys noticed that. So anyway, she gets a splinter, and she's trying to calm down Yumiko. Calm down. Things are gonna get okay. Things. Everything's gonna get better. And I guess one of her methods of trying to calm down is that she starts um, just naming all the capitals of the states, and she starts going through that whole process. And I that triggered. World beyond, because wasn't that similar to what the little boy was doing? Uh, was it uh, Elton? Wasn't that yeah. Elton doing the same type of thing when he would try to calm himself down? It yeah, was... yeah, you're 100 percent right, and I'm surprised you remember that because World Beyond, absolutely disappointing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's why because I just remember that that weird panic scene, and that was someone here. Like she was panicking. She's in this room. She, she didn't say too much. Said she was getting claustrophobic because she said she was telling Yumiko that she's been in this situation, and this is where mm-hmm. she spews the, her backstory, talking about how uh, she had this infection in her hand, and then she had her her stepfather who really didn't give a shit about her, and the mom never defended her, and she had a lot of problems at home because of that, and you know, but she found a way out of it, and she's gonna find a way out of this. You know, so right real quick, because not a lot happened in all of this, but she does get out. She finds a way out and she gets across to another train car. And that's where we sort of see him, Eugene. And he's there and she's talking. She's like, all right, I'm going to get us out. I don't know what's going on with Yumiko. I think she's hurt. They, they, she, she hears them as if they're going to take care of her. But again, that's why I asked if you guys seen her because I didn't see her. So I'm wondering, and I'll get to it afterwards, what's going on with that. But she's just talking to Eugene. And Eugene says, hey, to stay the course. This is all the plan. We're not going to be hostile. Oh, well, look what they're doing with us. Yeah, yeah, but they they could have hurt us. They could have done something beyond this, and they didn't. They put them in these these holdings. They're going to interrogate. And so she was like, well, I guess so. Go, Carlos. And isn't it it like really convenient that that there is a little... plank of wood covering a hole hole where someone could escape? (laughs) You know, covered by one nail? Yeah, 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 that was kind of odd, you know. But like you said, yeah, isn't that convenient? Because well, who knows? Maybe that's the design in these type of cars. I don't know. It just definitely looked well, out of place. You know, well, I was my thinking is they were plank. they were testing her. I think they were testing her the whole time. It's mm-hmm. like, are they going to escape? Like, well, what are they going to do when they see these kinds of things? And then I guess the I guess another test, and we'll get to that event uh, to later on the show. It's like, what what would this person do if they're they turned the tables on 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 one of them, yeah. And we uh, we actually saw what, what what would come to fruition. But yeah, I think you know maybe this is a little bit too uh, uh, tinfoily hat kind of thing. But uh, I think you know that little door, that little opening. I think I think it was a test. Hmm. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been a test. Yeah. So Eugene tells her, "Hey, just get back." Go back into your little holding. We'll deal with this. Things will be okay. You know, this is the process. At least he thinks this is going to be the process. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to show that we're good people. So she's like, all right, fine. So she goes back. Soldier comes in, says, all right, come with me. 
and then that's when uh, we see the strip down, right? They do the whole strip down. I was surprised by that because I was like, well, she she says it too. She's like, I, you're checking for bites and this whole thing. Like, well, there's other ways to do it besides that, but you would think that we're going to, I don't know, in my mind, I was like, well, if you're going to do a strip down, you're going to hose her down too. You're going you know, to see if there's any dirt covering any bites or stuff. They didn't do that. They just take your clothes off, turn around, turn around. Let me see what's going on. I don't know. It could have gone really dark real quick, but they didn't do that in this. So she gets taken into a room, interrogation room. You sort of see a silhouette of the main guy who's interrogating. Ask basic questions. What's your name? Who are your friends? What are they doing? She's, you see her like uh, twitching at the bottom. She's getting very agitated. And she's like, no, I'm not answering anything. She starts swinging around. He calls her the B word. And then he hits her across the jaw. And he throws, he throws her back into the holding. She gets thrown back in the holding. She's still talking to the other side for Yumiko, who she thinks is on the other end, and hopefully she's okay. And she's telling her all that stuff about what happened. But again, I'll just say right now, I don't think Yumiko was there. I think that was all in her mind. I don't think that was there. Just because right at this point, while she's trying to figure all this stuff out, we hear some rumbling above her. Hatch opens. Ezekiel jumps down. Did you guys think that was Ezekiel? Yeah, at first, Carlos. <laughs> no, 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 I never, I never did. He, I've never seen him move that spryly before. It's that's, like, yo, you got a pep in your step or something. I've never why, seen this. That's yeah. that was what I was getting at because at first, what I was thinking, and I'm not gonna jump gun because people want that watch episode here. Like, There's no way you knew. No, no, no. You're right. I did not know. But what I'm thinking is that after they hit her that maybe she passed out and this is just her in her mind thinking like she, she's passed out at this point this is just her dreaming that mm -hmm. this is happening and that the hatch opens up above and ezekiel's there and he's healthy and he's like hey don't worry we're gonna get out of this and you know do you have you heard from the people and doing this i was like the last time if you recall he's he's dealing with cancer he's got some health issues he's not feeling so yeah. great and mm -hmm. like you said carlos he wasn't moving this quickly so he didn't cough the whole time. No, he didn't <laughs> cough. You know, so, yeah, he jumps down. He starts talking about the plans. Have you seen the people? He's like, I, well, Yumiko, I hope they're treating her. And I saw Eugene. And, you know, well, all right, we're going to figure something out. We're going to get out of this. And next, you know, uh, the door opens up. One of the troopers, he comes in. And the first thing that Ezekiel does, he just bangs him, hits him, and then he takes the weapon and... It's it's it gets kind of crazy. He starts banging on him, right. It's a fight. It's a it's a brawl, and yeah. to the point that Princess is like, "What's going on? What's and you seeing all this blood?" And he told her, he said, "I'm always going to protect you. No one's going to hurt you," because that was one thing that he noticed with the jaw, because she said that her jaw hurt, and it was just like a recurring injury, and that was agitated from when the guy hit her, and that that's linked mm -hmm. back to her her stepfather. And he says, "Don't worry. As long as I'm around, no one's going to hurt you." So he starts beating on this guy, and there's blood everywhere, and she's trying to say, calm down, calm down. you're going to kill him, you're going to kill him. And it was some weird cuts. They were jumping back and forth, back and forth, and that's, I guess that's how they were trying to explain what's going on. And then next, you know, it goes back, and Ezekiel's gone, and it's just her and this guy, and then it's like, boom. So there you go. It was in her head. And uh, that's why I'm thinking maybe Yumiko was never there in the other room. Yeah. You know, that maybe she, because we didn't or see Or Eugene. Her. Yeah, or did we? That's right. So, I don't remember seeing. So, are, yeah, well, she escaped. You, 
Yeah, so are you? Th- I, I think you mentioned this, but I, I'm not too sure if this is how you meant it. But so you are, you, Adam. Are you thinking that she lost sort of her her mind before, like before. the whole the whole stri- strip down scene with being checked for for bite marks and all? You think that that was all a figment of her imagination? No, I think that's all part of it. I think it was after she got hit. Once she got hit, mm. that she just blacked out, and this ev- everything else just happened in her mind from the blackout. Well, yeah, because she she woke back up in and she was back in the car after she got yeah. hit. She was back in the car, yeah. and then this is when uh, the whole thing happened. With oh man, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm now I'm blanking out. Once Ezekiel jumped down. Then it wasn't there a point where she left because eventually she leaves again, tries to go under the fence to leave, and then she, comes, she on, leaves. Yeah. She, yeah, she leaves after realizing uh, that she she was the one that was beating on. She was that one actually beating on the guy. She takes his weapon, uh, and then she tries to leave. And remember, the weapon gets stuck on the bottom of that uh, yeah, yeah, fence door. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. That's so right, that's right. So she, so she. I don't know. She. She real oh Ezekiel well, comes out and she's telling her is like, oh god. Well, that was when we we at this point we already knew that Ezekiel's not real. We he we don't know right, where he right. is. And the fact that she does try to escape out, go underneath the fence, she could leave. But then she's like, my friends, you know, I gotta I gotta be there for my friends. And that was another little no. part. Once Ezekiel had jumped down, and he, they were having like she was basically arguing with herself. And he was saying, well, these are my friends. And she's like, oh, great. You're going to do that whole thing with the friends thing. He's like, because she just met these people, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that she was having this internal argument with herself. And then she tells the, the stormtrooper guy after he, he, I guess he, was he knocked out? I don't think he was fully knocked out. But he was like, which one are you talking now? Are you talking to me? Or are you talking to yourself? And she was like, no, no, that's me. But she was like, you know, I've, I've been alone for a while. And. I've have uh, all kinds of other issues, so yeah, I'm dealing with things right now, and this is how she handles it. And so she's she's a little loopy, but she says she's not crazy, but she's a little loopy, and we got that from before. But yeah, so go, uh, Rich. Yeah, I, I I just want to make a quick comment, uh, and then and I, I I definitely didn't want to cut you off, but I just want to say I was confused with this whole thing with the fence. And you see Ezekiel, uh, now that you guys are saying that she's arguing with herself, I totally understand that. But I would like to ask, why didn't they just have another version of Princess as this other, you know, instead of Ezekiel? Because it's a little confusing when I see this other person. And and I thought, if I recall, they were having a discussion about family. So that is where I thought, you know, this is obviously a case where obviously because of the limited people that they have on set, they didn't bring in someone right. else to play another character because uh, well, that could have been like a brother. No, or, I know what her. you mean. It's like, why Ezekiel? Like, I didn't know that yeah. they had that type of connection. It just could be something that just manifested in her head. And that's what okay. it, it yeah. just picked. It's just like Ezekiel. I, and I... Th- I think that's the what makes the most logical sense in that situation to keep her thinking that she's living reality at that point. Because, okay. you know, uh, Yumiko is gone. We don't know where she is because she got taken and she was, like, really hurt, concussed and stuff. Eugene, they just took him. She doesn't know where the hell Ezekiel is. So it, it that's, like, the only one that's left that, that she knows in her subconscious that is part of that, you know, little group. So... I think that was, you know, what just came to her head. It's like, oh, where's Ezekiel been? She maybe she's been thinking the whole time, and that's how he manifested in her, 
uh, in her, you know, I don't know how do you call it, delusion. Yeah, it was like a weird. <laughs> and this is why I feel like this episode was so short. It said it was forty minutes, but it felt a lot shorter because here it is. We're already at the final yeah. scene, and she's just it's, she's talking to the the trooper guy, and he's explaining, "Hey, listen, I'm sorry, it's kind of intense, the whole thing, but this was the process. I'm new here." And he's he's going through the whole shebang about this stuff. At this point, she already had handcuffed him with his own handcuffs, and she had the gun, and he's just trying to explain things to her. And then now that she's there and she's not going to leave her friends, she was like, well, he's over here saying that they're good people. It's just a misunderstanding. It's just a process. And so he, she was like, you know what? Maybe maybe it is me. So then I'll, she says her name her, it really is Princess. She says the name of the other people. She admits, I just met them. And just a few weeks ago, and we're on this trail, and it's be, it's either hang out with them or be alone type of situation. So she went along with them on this journey, and that's it. She really doesn't know where the, what's going on. So, you know, she frees him from the handcuffs. He doesn't attack her. I was waiting for that moment. I was like, all right, now this is where he's going to mm-hmm. try it because he sort of tried it before when he was like, oh, the gun's not even loaded, you know. And this is again in her delusion because it was Ezekiel that was holding it. But um, anyway. He basically says, all right, can I get the gun back? Cause I, and he's putting all his gear back on. And so he says, when we go out there, and then I just have to have my gun back. And then I'll bring you. He's like, well, can I see my friends? He's like, it's not up to me. I'm just a grunt. You know, I just need my gear back. So he gives the gun. She gives the gun back to him. And he opens up that cargo uh, door for, for the little train box that they're in. And what was it that he screamed out? He was like, all right, we got the info or something like that. He said something to that effect. We got what we need. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's like like they were just expecting it, and it's like okay, so time to move on to stage two of whatever. Yeah, this plan is going to be. Yeah, because in, in this a, a quick cutscene, once they, they you hear that he's talking to a group outside, that's where you see the other three with bags over their heads. <laughs> and right. then you see the, those, some those, those, those N95 bags yeah and then you see the soldiers there and then I guess they put a bag over her head and then that's it and there's the end of the episode so and I mentioned something that's really really dumb but made me giggle a little bit mm. hopefully hopefully it makes it, it's well anyways the, the dude the, the bloody dude um, the one with the armor if you notice his his um, his gloves or his—I don't know what you call that thing. Like you know, they had spikes, right? Mm-hmm. You guys, did you guys see that? Yeah. They they look they look uh they resemble a lot of what Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles what he has. And what's the name of this it's episode? Splinter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just something yeah. weird that I noticed that I'm like, oh shit, that could be a Tetrodol. Yeah. And then the Splinter eventually came out during the whole altercation with the guy. She was like, oh, my Splinter came out. There we go. Yeah. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, it popped out. So it was, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. I liked the fact that she was getting her own little backstory, and they didn't go full lost mode where it's just like taking us back to Pittsburgh, where she says she's from, and showing us scenes where her and the, the mom, you know, a younger version of her with the mom and the stepdad. It was just her talking. But I don't think Yumiko, Yumiko was ever there in the car next to her. I think that was just her just trying to deal with it, her situation, which is why she was reading off the, the, the capitals, just doing that whole bit. And then with manifesting uh, Ezekiel just popping in there, that was just in her head also hoping that somebody would come save her. And she already knows that Eugene 
is in that other car that's locked up and in her mind Yumiko is in the other car or getting treatment because she's really banged up so I guess it, the only other person would be Ezekiel now I don't think she it knows just... that Ezekiel had has cancer so mm -hmm. so in her mind he is running around and able to do these type of things it just really depends on wh when she sort of lost sense of reality was it at the very beginning when she got beat up and then Yumiko got beat up that that time or was it during when she got the the actual uh splinter itself could it maybe that infected or something i don't know or could have been when he when she got hit in the in the job by that dude and and triggered back all the trauma from her past mm -hmm. it just really depends on when exactly she um she did lose that sense of reality and i don't know if it was made clear i might need to rewatch the episode to see but to me it wasn't as clear as as it could be and maybe maybe that's something that we need to figure out later on um in the season yeah yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this cuz now we're it's that was it that was the episode so now we can just speculate on what's going to happen from here on cuz when it comes to princess in the comics in this part she does develop a, a relationship with one of these soldiers. And it's one of the Ooh. soldiers that mm -hmm. she she had a little fight with. And I wonder if this is if it's gonna be this guy. Uh in in the comic it was the captain. He was a boss. And I don't know, maybe this guy was BSing when he said he was a, a new recruit and this whole thing. But he looked kinda young. He looked young. You know. And then it was yeah, funny he, that, that he said up, he was a grunt. Yeah, he said he was a grunt. And that came up a bunch of times when they were asking her her age. She's like, I don't know, 28, 29, 50, who knows? <laughs> I lost count. And I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? Yeah, in that type of situation, yeah. who celebrates birthdays? Who's keeping track of the dates? Weeks, months, yeah, years. Yeah, she's 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 like 20 yeah it could be 28 29 30 for all i don't know under this pandemic who the hell knows and i'm like i hear you sister yeah, i hear you exactly it's like i don't know who cares and so it's going to be interesting because at this point this this segment here eugene is part of the group but um michonne is not part of it and the comic that was a big part and it, it was key to mention that because She's a lawyer in her past, in her previous, uh, well, I want to say previous life, but, you know, before the world went to shit, she was an attorney. And that plays a big mm -hmm. part going forward. So uh, Yumiko is an attorney. And I, so I'm assuming that Yumiko will be playing all those roles. If they continue on with the dialogue and with the comic, which Walking Dead proper, yeah, they the, the, the show has thrown in bits and pieces of curveballs here and there like Daryl and all that stuff. But for the most part, they're sticking with the comic. You know, for the the overarch storyline. They they're sticking with it. So it's the fact that uh Michonne's not there, but Yumiko just also happens to also be an attorney. I have a feeling that's gonna be a big part. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see what happens. Now we have what, two more episodes, right? So if there's two more of these uh, minisodes, whatever we want to call them, now that we've already seen this, I mean, where where do we go? Do they continue this? I don't think so. I, I don't see nope. them continuing on with this arc with with Princess and the crew. You gonna say something, Rich? Yeah, I I I think this is it for Princess and the crew, and and you'll the next time you'll see them <laughs> is is the premiere of season eleven. Yeah. Um. Uh, and and the reason I say this is because. Uh, it, it was revealed what the last couple of episodes are going to be as far as the character focus. Um, 
the next episode I think is about Carol and and uh, Daryl once again, and then the last episode is is a, is a Negan origin story. Oh yeah, that's right, the Negan mm-hmm. origin story. Yeah, that should be interesting. <laughs> I just I just like how, how I just like how Rich said the princess and the crew. I'm like, what? Oh, I thought it was gonna say princess and the frog. All right, there we go. I like Princess. Princess, he's, he's a cool girl. She reminds me of a, a bunch of people that I knew. <laughs> I knew a lot of girls like that. <laughs> so, oh, oh. Yeah. And when she said when she said that she was from Pittsburgh, I'm like, what? Really? Yeah, no. That's, that, that's, she's a, from that's the, the most unbelievable part. She's from the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. In real life, she's actually from the Bronx, too. Like, that was... I saw an interview with her, and she was talking about it. So, you know, she very much sounds just like how she sounds on this show. <laughs> I was like, oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> but no, all right. So overall, eh, it was all right. It was very short. It felt so short. This, I mean, this felt very short. But hey, it is what it is. We got a little backstory on Princess. So, people, that, that was it. It was short. Thanks again for tuning in and downloading and listening. And again, thanks for supporting us on Spotify and on iTunes and on YouTube or wherever else you go. You know, this is uh, the I Am Negan show, and I was your host, Adam. I was joined by Rich and Carlos, and we will be back for episode 21 of The Walking Dead. So uh, thanks again, and we'll see you then. Peace. Later, people. Later, people. <laughs>